0: ladies and gentlemen friends and family all around the world is greg it's matt and it's the bottom tier we're back again
1: bottom bottom
0: and there you have it friends the official bottom tier chant make sure that you do that in public loudly <laughs> with no context people who know will know matt how you doing man great how are you oh, i'm good dude a little tired but you know Yeah,
1: you know it's a day it's been a day
0: we we record these on wednesdays which uh which is know. hump day? Yeah, which is the middle of the week day. Exactly. It's
1: which means it's like kind it's of the day it's like where the, you're the tiredest most, day. Yeah, you're like the first three days of the week. You're like really, really productive, and then like halfway through Wednesday, you're like, I accomplished a lot this week. I think I'm
0: done. I think that's about it. Yeah. I actually,
1: I think that's explains it. You get fatigued on a Wednesday. You
0: do get fatigued on a Wednesday, yeah. uh, which is a really great segue. Uh, which I guess we're just gonna jump. No,
1: with. I just wanted to kind of do. It's like a. Innuendo, I don't know. No, that's not an window. No. Uh, foreshadowing.
0: Oh, there we go. It's a, a clever literary device. Yeah. And then I had to go and spoil it by yeah. immediately being yeah, like... Yeah, I was
1: foreshadowing the episode. I'm sorry, Matt. But that's okay. The episode is about fatiguing today, but not about the fatiguing you might think uh, in uh, in Flesh and Blood. But uh, before we get
0: there... A little bit more foreshadowing for everybody. Before <laughs> I, we get there... Before we get there,
1: uh, No, what's new with you? What's new in life?
0: Oh, not much, man. Just, you know... Rocking and rolling, doing basically the same thing as I always do. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Life is so boring, Matt.
1: It's not. It's not, because you know why? Because we have things called hockey.
0: <laughs> Guys, Matt's been on this hockey kick for like the last Dude, week.
1: I got obsessed with hockey.
0: He did. He really did. Yeah. He he literally four seconds ago texted me a bunch of like uh, who's playing when things for when my team is playing his team. Yeah. Like literally. Uh, He's guys, hardcore into this right I'm
1: now. really into hockey. I talked about, we talked about last week how I was kind of taking like a little like break a little bit for other things and just got into hockey. <laughs>
0: hockey just filled that uh, that flesh and blood void.
1: I guess so. But guys, you know.
0: It's a hockey you, podcast now, everybody. You no,
1: know, I just wanted to mention that. Go uh, if you have any hockey fans out there, just say what's up. And that's all I wanted to say. All right. Now the world knows I'm into hockey. Let's get the fans going.
0: I, I expect the comments section.
1: To be barren.
0: (laughs) One or two comments, maybe, but at least half of those are going to be. I hope so. Hockey Hockey sucks.
1: No, it's not going to be hockey sucks. It's going to be Hockey's the greatest sport of all time. And my favorite team is blank. That's what I want to hear.
0: Everybody, you heard it here from Matt. (laughs) Go down to those comments and, and, and you leave that little form sentence. Hockey is the greatest sport in the world. And my favorite team is insert team name.
1: Exactly. There you go. So that's that's what I wanted to mention real quick before you start talking about fatigue.
0: Bottom to your homework. All right. So (laughs) with with that fun little aside out of the way, uh, let's let's jump into what the podcast is about today, Matt, which uh, as you foreshadowed a couple of times, (laughs) you just turned the light on and off. Why?
1: Because I'm ready.
0: You threw me off. (laughs) You've ruined my entire flow now. I, I had a whole it's thing. A rare, it's dead. You're de- deading the air, L- look, man. Look, it's not a radio <laughs> show. It's a podcast. All right. The air is what I tell it to be <laughs> anyway. Uh, so dig, you mentioned this a little bit earlier with that yeah. wonderful foreshadowing. Um, We've noticed here in our local community um, that uh, we're entering this place of, like, we're coming off a pro quest. There's nothing really huge happening for the next month or so until Outsiders comes out. Uh, we start moving into, you know, skirmish season and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so for us, we, we've sort of entered this really interesting period where a lot of people seem to be stepping back from the game a little less, you know, engaged, a little less going to things, um, so we wanted to sort of dig into that a little bit here yeah. today and talk about, you know, sort of the fatigue that comes along with playing the game especially when you're playing uh, at, a, at a competitive or a semi-competitive level um, or you're playing around people who are that sort of uh, c- uh, competitive sort of person um, and you know, just kind of just how we deal with it. So Matt, I, I know that you've been on a little bit of a break here recently. Um, you're feeling a little bit of that fatigue as well. Yeah. So, um, so what, what, what's it been like for you? What, what are some of the things you've kind of done to, you know, sort of restore some of that energy to kind of come back from it a little bit? And uh, other than hockey, yeah, what have you been, uh, been filling the time with?
1: I mean, I, I guess it kind of starts with like what, what's happened with like, uh, like the playing in general. Like it's kind of a once a week. Like I got to go out hang out people. And it's a commitment that you do, especially with like what we're doing, like you and I have like the calmer cup and everything mm-hmm. like that, that we, that we do. And so it becomes kind of more like a thing that's set on the schedule always. And sometimes it's nice to be able to peel back that schedule a little bit because like, you just need a break of like all schedules. So that's what last week really was or the week. Yeah. Last week was for me, was just a, I had personal stuff, but B like, being able to take off that schedule was good. So literally like filling it in with just not even thinking about the game has been
0: with, with, with just like having some free time and yeah. you know, hanging out with the wife like, and I honestly, the dogs. And... I
1: think it was almost just like a hobby, like no hobby, like besides hobby getting, pause. I guess it was getting into a different hobby, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it was just like a hobby pause of like, I wasn't, like, I didn't really do any of the hobbies that I typically do. I just wanted to restore the love I have of those hobbies, like...
0: Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, that, you really kind of, like, for me, at least, you you kind of hit upon the crux of it with that last thing that you said. Like, whenever you do anything for a long enough period of time, when you do it intensely enough... Yeah. you, You hit a point where you just... You just don't want it anymore, and it doesn't matter how much fun you're having with it, it. Doesn't matter how much you love it. There comes a point for all people, I think, where you just go, "I need. I'm done with this for right now. I need to go and do something else, and focus on something else, and then I'll come back to this when I'm ready." Yeah. And so, like, it's it's really really important to identify that sort of within yourself and like know when you're hitting that point because when you it's when you start to like push beyond that and you start saying to yourself things like, "Well, I have to go there, expecting me to be there." Or you know I don't really want to go, but I have to because it's you know it's what I do every whatever day or whatever. Yeah, like that's the point where you start to burn yourself out. Yeah, and it's where you start to lose you know the the spark that gets you into things like this.
1: Right, I you're right on that, and it's that's that's okay. But there's also like something to talk about too about that spark, right? Because the ignition was really really hot in the beginning right it was like Mm -hmm. yeah it was a constant thought process of being obsessive with and if you can't tell by my personality just by explaining the other (laughs) thing real fast in the beginning which might be coinciding really maybe other foreshadowing but uh it just uh being obsessed about it in such a point where i was like excited about this thing and thinking about it all the time and like excited to go by packs and like Mm -hmm. constantly like right now like i almost feel like I did that groundwork. I have my stuff and I don't really care. Like I don't want to focus on changing my thing again. I don't want to unsleeve these cards and like sleeve them back up. I don't want to do that. Man, that's like so flippin much. Flippin' tell me about it. That's so much work. Like sometimes I go home. It's like, man, that's like four hours that I'm doing this. And even though I love the game and all the concepts and everything with it, it's just like there is so much work to be in there. And like I feel like Flesh and Blood for a short time there was like, we got to figure out this new meta. And it was like a really fun game. And it was like, I am burned out from trying to find the meta. And then it's like, we're going to do a band suspension list too. And like, and we're going to change what we see. That's normal. Forcing you like forcing people to now build again as we just wanted to coast until we hit the new set. You yeah. Know which I'm was saying? super exciting. <laughs> you know? I'm still salty. I know. I'm still know. salty. But I think that's part of it is like you're it's been like a lot of adjusting, which is a good sign of like not knowing where things are. But I do recall seeing a lot of posts on Twitter. I can't really like source my
0: material. Uh, no direct quotes or anything, yeah. but the but, scuttlebutt is.
1: But the scu- Yeah, uh, is that st- the Starvo meta was actually more refreshing. And uh, it wasn't I don't think they were meaning it. A lot of people took it as like a huge diss because everyone like hated Starvo. But I think what they, how I interpreted that is that Starvo was this thing that existed and that it was more fun to overcome something that you knew was going to be there and like have that. And that was more a fun part of the game. But when you don't have something that stands out like that because we, we have so many heroes to be able to like kind of gauge for and prep for, it kind of removes that. I, I this is my first TCG, but I've played video games competitively before as well. Uh, that rhymes with Pokemon, and uh, <laughs> so good. Uh, that was great. That's so beautiful. Uh,
0: but we're definitely not going to get sued by Game <laughs> yeah.
1: But with that, like that existed because like the meta was like these core like three creatures are like core mechanically like set where everyone's using them and then you're able to kind of be free with the other ones that could be able to counter that or use it in a different way to make those better yeah and it made it more of a fun puzzle and i think with it being so much heroes now that are all equally good there's no puzzle to be had and so it's causing people to almost be frazzled and constantly changing all the time which can cause more like fun for some people cuz some people find fun there but burnout in others it's
0: it's it's a heck of a lot to prepare for one thing than it is to prepare for 10 things and like exactly what you were saying with the Starvo meta or with any meta where there's like one dominant hero mm-hmm. it's much much easier to sort of gear yourself because you know that you're going to be playing against you know X number of whatever you can sort of build your deck around that sort of strategize around that and flex when you have to a little bit but you don't really need to that much but the position that we're in now you have sort of you know Oldham, Icelander and Fine kind of up at the tippy top and then you have sort of right below that you have a few different heroes who are perfectly viable who you can one hundred percent get wins in, get in there with them. Um, so there's not that sort of one thing. So I'm I'm kind of a, I'm kind of with you when you say uh, the, the, like the frazzle starts to set in because how do you prepare a deck to handle both like a super super aggro build like a dash or something, and something that's a little bit more fatiguey or turtly like an old him? Or something that's going to just come in with, like, complete arcane, like a wizard or, like, a rune blade or something. Like, there's so many different variables right now on top of having to play, if you're into the competitive scene and you're doing this a lot, on top of having to play at that level. Like, I'm not surprised people are starting to get worn out. Like, that's a lot to have to put into it.
1: Right, right. There's no, like, solid answer to be, like, this is the best thing to do. And it's, like, a great... It's like a great and bad problem to have because I enjoy going to somewhere and being totally like, oh, nice. You're playing Dory. You know, like that's yeah. amazing. Like I don't get to play a lot of Dories. It's so cool. Or like, oh, Leviya, That's am- like, that's awesome. Oh, I'm playing Katsu. That's so cool. Somebody brought Zing, Bolton. Oh, my God. Seeing these heroes is very like, yeah. that's so exciting to be able to play against. And I'm not ready for it. Right. But also like. I'm not ready for it.
0: Like I'm prepped yeah, for exactly. the there's, other stuff. There's, there's really nothing that you can do except yeah. hope that they get bad hands and you get good hands. Yeah. And that's not fun. Like
1: as a Dory, it's like, I sh- or not as a Dory, as a, as a Dramai player, I, like Dory is definitely a weakness. So like if I get paired up with a Dory that's playing whatever round one, and it's like, oh, I didn't prep for that because not a lot of people play right. Dorentia. It's like, cool. That like shot everything down and that stinks. And it's not a complaint. It's just more of a, Like, how can I prep more with that? And then I don't want to go prep because I just want to, like, play. Play the game, yeah. Play the game, play competitively. I made my deck, I spent my money, and I don't feel like you're not spending more money, you
0: know? Exactly. And, like, when you're first getting into something like this, it it looks really simple, right? You get cards, play cards, have fun. Yeah. Right? Easy peasy. But once you start looking below the layers a little bit, once you start digging into kind of the complexity of it, it gets real complex real fast. Yeah. And there's a lot of effort that has to go into this. You have to formulate the deck. You have to acquire all the cards. You have to actually build the deck. You have to test the deck against all the different, you know, heroes and everything that are out there to make sure that you know where how it's tuned and everything. You have to edit the deck, then you have to go back and retest it, then you have to get it all sleeved, and then you have to get it all blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of effort that goes into this. It's not just, you know, grab some cards and play once you move past sort of just like the super, super casual kitchen table stage, yeah, um, which, is, which is a fabulous way to play. I love kitchen table yeah. card games. But once you step into, like, going to the events things like that i mean you've kind of taken the step onto the competitive road even if you're more of like just a casually competitive player so you have to be ready to put the effort in and after putting effort in for a while especially if you are you know less of like a i'm gonna be the top pro ever yeah sort of guy um like that it beats you down after a while. It does. And like it's uh, as a
1: casual player, because that's where I am at the point. Like I'm not trying to go out there three times a week. I'm just sticking yeah. to my one a week at the moment. But as a casual player, like it also hurts a little bit too. It's like I don't ever win. Like I'm not going to win. Right. Exactly. time. Uh, because like people are taking it seriously and like, sometimes you just got to get those wins, you know, sometimes you just want yeah, exactly. those casuals. Like to it, be it, to it's,
0: it's, it's one thing to understand that, you know, you're a more casual player. These people are out here doing this three or four or five times a week. So you're once or twice isn't going to, you know, you don't have the reps in to be at quite the same level or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just lose all the time, if you just can't get past it for some reason, the reason simply is you're you're not doing it enough, and there's no way to start doing it more really without transitioning out of that you know sort of casual space yeah. and starting to get into the competition. And I don't know about you, but that really it, it doesn't appeal to me that much. Um, I I I like the idea of you know playing the game and improving and you know being a part of the community, hanging out with these people and playing this game because I love the people in our yeah. community. I really enjoy playing this game, but I'm never going to be the guy who's out there, you know, dropping a thousand dollars on a deck so that I can buy plane tickets to Belgium so that I can go participate in this, whatever, which that's is a on.
1: really, really cool experience, right? A hundred percent.
0: And please do not misunderstand me. If you are the kind of person who do this, more power to you, my bud. I love you. I respect you. You are valid. And I do not in any way, shape or form mean to dismiss what's going on with you. I support your right to enjoy this game the way you want to enjoy this game. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me.
1: Right. No, that that makes sense. Like, I don't know if I'm that type player. Like, it would be like awesome to like win. Like I'm always like, I have the hopes like, oh, I could do this. You yeah. Know? But I don't know if I'm going to go do that. Cause just a lot of work to do that too. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's just interesting. Like it's interesting seeing people handle fatigue in different ways because like this game is very fascinating because I don't think, I don't think the game can force you to be a casual player unless you of course stick in the commoner routes. Mm -hmm. But what I mean by that is because of the hero classes and it's like, like everything's so geared towards that. There's no besides shitty Xmas gift and cracked baubles and things of that nature. There's no like, I'm making this really funny deck. You know, it's always... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, like, serious. Like, you can't really, like... You can't go into, like, some of these other card games, and I don't have experience with, like, Magic, but, like, for example, with, like... Oh, like, Pokemon or whatever. I'm going to build a deck just based off Slowpoke, and it's going to be a lot of fun because I'm just
0: being dumb at this moment i'm just having fun i'm playing around with some builds and i'm, I'm just, just i'm just, just being really dumb, enjoying myself right yeah.
1: I, don't, I don't know if slow or whatever like that's that's me playing when i was like eight right but i mean like <laughs> or like Yu-Gi-Oh. it's like oh my gosh like i'm just gonna freaking spam like i'm gonna do a water theme deck because no one plays water or even like uh Tolarian college yeah yeah the yeah, prof yeah yeah the, yeah. Prof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the professor uh, he loves merfolk, mer- mer- right? Yeah. Yeah. He's all about that, and it's funny for him, and it's fun, and that makes it fun because he can do this thing that no one really uses and likes and be like, this is my thing, and that's awesome. But Flesh and Bloods is kind of like you pick a hero, and that's your thing, and you only have the select few things for that hero. I don't think there's a lot of – I'm sorry this is kind of turning into like a criticism thing, but there's not a lot of like – I can't be like, cool, like I am running um, brute – and I can also now throw in, like, I can have hit and runs with this stuff. So you don't, like, be able, like, there's not a lot of customization yeah, exactly. in that route. There's only, like, a exactly. very small slick pool with that. So I think that's what makes people looking forward towards outsiders is because they're finally like, this is for ninja assassin, ranger assassin, whatever. There could be more like that to be able to build up that card pool more and make it more interesting that way. 100%, like a hundred percent. Like
0: a broad card card pool gives you more options, and more options is inherently more fun. Yeah, as long as it doesn't get to the point where you're like Netflix scrolling and you can't make a decision because there's four hundred. Yeah. Or, things or, in or your like face. magic,
1: where it's like. There's a new set release. What the hell every, am I whatever, doing? Right. But like
0: taking Magic for an example, um, there, there's a series of sets um, that started with uh, with one called Unglued back yeah. in the day, um, and and they're joke cards. They're they're 100 there to just go freaking weird with things. Um, there was one back in the day where you tear the card up and then you throw it in the air, and everything that a piece of the card touches, you destroy. Um there were cards that were actually two cards and they were like ninety nine ninety nines, which is ridiculously overpowered, but they cost like fifteen black mana to get out. That's awesome like, right like, periodically they dive in and they just have fun with a concept Um, and things like in Yu-Gi-Oh you see that as well like back in the day they had like the toon archetypes where just cartoon versions of the regular monsters Um, and like as things have gone on it's maintained you know a sort of seriousness about the game both Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh have as well as you know some of the smaller ones but they take an they take a chance every once in a while to have something a little more lighthearted, a little bit more fun
1: and I mean we saw that too with like Rock right like Rock. Like, hit it with a rock.
0: It's still the best card in the game.
1: It's great. It's still, like, not, like, mechanically. No. Mechanically, it's 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 not amazing. It's hard to put out there. But, But like, I wish it was easier to put out there. Because it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is good. And that's really fun. Uh, And I would, like, feel obligated to use it more often. But it's so, like... If I'm gonna it's go so to an armory, I have to be like, do I really bring rock? You know, and
0: exactly, like, 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 do I go and you know try to meme on people and yeah. understand that I'm going to lose every single game, or do I bring an actual deck and try to win and still lose every game? Yeah. Like, and I mean, adding royal does the
1: same thing because it's kind of like oh, I'm royal, like you know. And But it's at my not, one
0: gold piece. Hope nobody regicides me. It's not
1: enough you know like it's yeah, not exactly it's not it's, fun enough. it's
0: it's it's baby steps which which is good baby steps are steps and progress is progress and i'll take it but it, they ha- lss hasn't really committed to broadening things out like that they haven't yeah. like it, it's in still early days there's still plenty of time for them to go that way if they yeah. want to or to play it however they're going to play it um but as time goes on it's Like, mechanically, I feel like they have a good sense for everything. Um, I think that the underlying actual function of the cards and the game itself and all of that is in a pretty strong place. Yeah. Now it's time to start layering the flavor on top of it. Because any schmo can sit down and they can work out, you know, A to B to C to D. But not everybody can can sit down and make that fun. It's the fun that's starting to be missed a little bit. And some of that is, you know, it's, it's never going to be like a super jokey, you know, yeah. fireworks going off while carnival music plays in the background sort of thing. Like, it's always going to be more of a serious card game uh, because that's how they want to do it. But even when you're being serious like that, you have to have the little moments of levity or lightheartedness in order to break it up or it just sits on your shoulders like a bag full of bricks.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think another thing that Flesh and Blood does really well is like every set does feel very well themed and they work really well together. And that's what those cards kind of like go with it. And it's awesome. And I think that's amazing. And they do a great job at it. And so it's just interesting like how much I love this card game because I do enjoy like the aspects of like pitching and seeing the lines and having themes come together. And it feels great when you do it. But at the same time, it's just like, like it's just playing solitaire with yourself at some point, and right? Just, exactly. And you're just like doing, doing that game, and like, cool, I lost. Like, I, like that's the expectation. I can, I can go there, and like, I don't really want. Um, it's just, it's because it's like, if I try to do something jokey, I'm going there to lose, and if I can't afford the best cards, I'm going there to lose, and it, like, that's kind of where it kind of hits and kind of rubs people uh, the wrong way at certain points. And on top of that, like with with the expensive price points of those cards uh for a casual player, it's not like I can be I'm gonna do this and like build this other deck and build this other deck and build this other deck. Sure, I have three decks right now, but I'm kind of stuck in those three decks because, because I don't have the pieces. I don't for want everything to else. I want to go I can't don't want to go buy everything and I don't wanna also sell this to do that. So it's really interesting on the card of cost because it's a very cost heavy game at this moment in my opinion. Like yeah, it, if, yeah.
0: If, if if you're going into it, you know, with the expectation of I'm gonna have an amazing deck and I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna try to win this. I'm like here to play, like you're gonna be spending quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um like sp- it, it's spring, gone up so Spring Tunic. Like let's just look at Spring Tunic for a second. It's like two hundred right now. Right? It's it's hella expensive. Yeah. And it's so useful in so many decks you need it to power things sometimes. Yeah. Um like I I, I play old You really, you need a spring tunic for Oldham. Yeah. You need that extra resource periodically to power those big guardian moves. But I I can't justify spending that much money. No. Same for like Command and Conquer, which is like a hundred bucks right now, or Art of War, or Enlightened Strike, or any of like the really expensive like staple sort of cards that everybody says that you need. Um, There's no way on god's green earth i'm paying 200 plus dollars for a piece of cardboard
1: i mean i've done it unfortunately but <laughs> <laughs> but you know like i done it i did it when like i was really excited about five but now Five's kind of known as a villain and it makes me go like oh i kind of jumped on five because i was playing Five in a different area where people yeah weren't expecting it but like um with that though you're right, and it's interesting because we had a podcast, probably number one, number two, or number three, one of those uh, beginning ones where we talked about getting into the game with cost. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it was one of the very worth. first ones. And even since then, um, you can go back and listen. We were saying like, oh, that card's like $40, which was pricey, right? But also yeah. like massive Momentum was like $75. It's Everything's like kind of doubled. Right. Yeah. Command and conquer is 80. It's not 40 anymore. Like it's more every, like a hundred now. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And it, the Marvel doesn't help, you know? So everything right. has become super doubled, tripled even to some, some extent. It's,
0: it's, it's starting to get really expensive
1: and it's, it's like, oh, that's, that's cool. It's, that's also disheartening uh, to be like, I can't or Not, I can't, but it's just like, am it's up to you. Are you willing to, to put your money into that. Cause I'm like, even like going back to what I said initially with hockey, I'm willing to spend a hundred and, in- whatever dollars on a jersey. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. But I get to wear
0: that jersey forever. <laughs> yeah. Until it gets you know lit on fire or and something. Like yeah. that
1: I can utilize it forever and be fine. It's, it's clothing. It keeps you yeah. warm. It
0: serves a practical point. It advertises your team. So you get that little bit of a charge. Yeah. Like it has all of these things going for it. But if I pay for a piece of cardboard, I might not even use it all the time. But, right.
1: Like yeah.
0: I bought three commanding and conkers and now they're going in my sideboard to stay there forever.
1: Right. Why Just in case to have it. So, I, there, there's a, the, the, again, I think we have kind of like we're staying on the topic of fatigue, but it's kind of broad. We're, like we're, we're, so we're running many, the gamut of all of the different. There's so sub, many reasons uh, of why fatigue
0: happens. Yeah, and it's it's perfectly understandable. It happens with everything. Mm-hmm. Like anytime you put effort into something, you're going to run out of energy for it eventually.
1: I'm going to get on a different soapbox involving this.
0: Ooh, very fun. Let's, this is kind of like, back. A, this like a
1: back in my day thing. <laughs> so it, it
0: really is. It's old man yells at cloud.
1: So we go back to elementary school, right? Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is brand new. And I think I played Yu-Gi-Oh for like five, like maybe like three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I got the first decks and then was running for a couple of years. And I was, I was continuously playing that. But what was cool is I was searching in a booster pack Not searching up any information about what are in these cards. like like um I of course saw the cards when you opened the pack it's like here's all the cards but 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 you
0: went into it not knowing you didn't like look up online what are the odds of me getting a blue eyes white dragon out of this pack. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I would I didn't care about getting blue eyes white dragon's like, oh what cool oh cool I can build something off of it. Oh what can I build off of this and I took it and like what can I build off of this? And that's what made it more interesting is like playing that style. I think fundamentally like as time has progressed and we now are like we can watch people play easier Mm -hmm. and we can be like hey there's this fab db website you can go to and see what the best decks are we suffer from seeing best deck itis you
0: know best deck itis there Uh, we go
1: and uh with their uh best deck uh energy or whatever and (laughs) i wanted to just say that oh that's good yeah but we see that, and we go, like, I need to have that in order to play, and it kind of, like, ruins that fun. And so yeah. I, I think the challenge to be a casual player, and as much as I really want to reveal a card from LSS to get hyped and see the entirety of the set and be, mm-hmm. like, stoked on every card because I can think about how I'm going to do that, part of the fun and, like, like opening the Dynasty packs and stuff was awesome, but, like, I wasn't surprised by any cards.
0: Yeah, it, it, it kills some of the magic.
1: Part of the fun is literally, like, not knowing what you're getting and, um, like, finding a new build. Like, I think that's part of the fun was just taking this card and be like, oh, I could build something off of that and just going to go build it, but it's lost now because we kind of, like, want to copy that or get good this way or be able to do that type of stuff.
0: Well, like, basically what we're doing now is we're front-loading that same sort of experience. Like, we're... we're, we're like With Christmas, right? Did, yeah, did you ever, when you were a kid, sneak out in the middle of the night during the Christmas season and open a present that was under the tree that you really wanted to see? And I was, seal worse. It back I was up? so worse, dude. Yeah,
1: I found it ahead of time in the closet once. Oh man, this is actually a really man. good story. I found it in the closet, I like unsealed the plastic of a video game. Yeah, I took the game cartridge, I opened it, took the little cartridge out. I think it was, uh, it was, um. Final Fantasy Tactics.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh,
1: for the PSP when they redid it. The Lions. Nice. Game. Shut it. Put it back. Sealed it again. <laughs> Played the game. Beat it. Opened it. Put it back in there. Shut it. Sealed it. Done. Before Christmas.
0: Matt, you monster. <laughs> that
1: was terrible.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. But I beat it. And I was like, thanks. I was like,
0: but see, that's that's exactly my point. Yeah. Like. So you did all of that, you beat the game, you put it back, nobody's any the wiser, Christmas morning comes, you open it up. You're like, uh... Like, cool. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And that's exactly the same thing that, that we do to ourselves when we kind of obsess over it like this. Yeah. Like, we put a lot of time and a lot of effort into thinking about this nonsense. Because... We like this game. We, we have a podcast. podcast. Yeah, we exactly like we're we're involved in this. So it makes sense that we think about it a lot. But I mean, nothing comes for free. The price of thinking that much about it, of being that deep into it is that we lose the surprise. We lose that magic moment like we had on the playground when somebody played a yeah. card that you had never heard of before like something like they imported it from Japan and they had like really poorly translated notes on a piece of paper as to how it worked or something <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that happened to me. So, so we were playing Yu-Gi-Oh, some dude imported an obelisk, the tormentor in Japanese, and then proceeded to like read out of a little booklet, like what it was supposed to do. We argued about obelisk, it for like, the tormentor. That's yeah. the
1: one that has the two of the fusions, right?
0: No, 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 no. That's the, that's, that's the big blue, uh, Oh, it was God one of the card. God card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah. So I spent literally like three entire lunch breaks during a week arguing with this guy about why he shouldn't be allowed to play Obelisk the Tormentor in our, you know, schoolyard Yu-Gi-Oh! matches. But that's exactly the thing. Like, we had a long debate about it. Like, we actually tossed back and forth all the reasons to allow it, all the reasons not to allow it. We got like, the 10 other people in the, you know, little schoolyard community we had who played cards in on it as well. Eventually we didn't allow it, but for like three days this dude was just obliterating people with Obelisk the freaking tormentor. Yeah. Um, but like that that's part of the fun, is having something like that completely unexpected just crop up out of nowhere, which is why, for example, I love putting bingo into decks. Yeah. Nobody ever expects you to play bingo. No. Bingo. And it's so much fun to see the look on people's faces like, what are you doing?
1: You're like bingo, I'm, ha- I I'm having fun. I you take out a bingo card. Exactly,
0: and- give me my prize right here. Yeah, right there. <laughs> but like, kind kind of loop back now into what you were talking about. Like that that sort of like that special feeling the the feeling of of excitement and positive anxiety. Over you know what do you, what am I going to get? What's even in here? Oh my God, am I going to get the you know thing that I'm looking for? Oh, this thing isn't at all what I'm looking for. But I have so many new ideas now. Like that whole process, spoiling yourself in advance and spending all the time on it. Like that's a big part, I think, um, of what's wearing people out. Frankly, like and we see this in other places and not to get like too topical or anything. Yeah. But like we live in the information age, right? Yeah. 24 seven. There's a screen in front of us with access to all of the data on the planet. And you can find it all within like 0.3 seconds. Absolutely. And as a result of that, uh, there's just too much data. There's too much information. Um, It loses all of like the deeper impact I feel like it's supposed to have. And so relating it back to this specifically, like those moments where you go, oh my God, and you're actually like really excited about something. You only get that once in a while now when you like pull a Marvel or when you get a cold foil of something that you weren't expecting and you really love the art or something like that. But none of that really compares to just coming into it blind and letting yourself have that genuine experience. Yeah. And kind of the more you stay on that sort of track, the harder and harder I've f- I found it becomes to sort of get that excitement going again. You know what I mean? Like it becomes a chore almost to get excited over things. Um, which is, I mean, obviously that's not at all where you want to be when you're engaging with a hobby that you otherwise enjoy. yeah, yeah, and i
1: I think to be to be quite frank is like again, talking about other topical things or not topical, but uh like games that we're all familiar with is like Pokemon, for example, before yeah. those games come out the leakers go out there and leak, you know, I'm doing air quotes for those listening. <laughs> they leak the Pokemon and you're like, Oh, well, that's crazy. And then when you go play the game, you're like, bye ah, I saw that already. Like that ruins the game too. Right. Yeah. And so like with this, I think with LSS doing their spoiler season, which I a hundred percent adore because a, you're giving back to the fans and it's making people do this uh, more and more excited to be able to do that. And again, we would love to do that sometime. However,
0: Wink, wink, not done.
1: I do think that spoiling the entirety of the set, like spoils the fun for a lot of people too, because like if with the information age, we're all talking to each other, we're all sharing stuff. We, we talked about all the spoiler cards have been revealed mm-hmm. because we want to be topical for you guys too. But I think only having like four or five main cards go out per set would be actually really, really smart because then it creates that open the pack, like, whoa, this is in here? Like, like, like each, else, each set yeah. has a
0: couple hundred cards in it. Yeah, but they like, spoil every single one. Exactly, but yeah. just, like, do 25. Like, like you can do 25 to 50 cards to spoil it and then still have, you know, 150 left over that nobody knows what's coming. Yeah. So, like, there's definitely, like, a, a hybridization that you can do with it. Yeah. Um, and then also, really, frankly, just part of it is that we're, we're just getting older, man. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that, I mean and, I and this kind could of just like,
1: be two grouchy guys talking exactly. about this game. Exactly. Like like that
0: sort of innocent excitement is is best left for the 9-year-olds, uh not the 30 plus year olds. I I just don't have an Emmy anymore, man. I'm so tired.
1: Yeah. Uh, me too. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, tired but also like stoked <laughs> to play play games, right?
1: Like I'm I'm stoked to play and do all that type of stuff and it's yeah. just it just gets exhausting after a while. And and I, again, that's just part of the reason of fatigue. I mean, the other reason of course is just not knowing what's happening in the meta. And also like being constantly bombarded with just like, uh, I, again, I think traveling makes it more exciting too, because you don't have the usual suspects Mm -hmm. and that makes it refreshing too in some aspects, but it just, every time you get hit with the same stuff, you're just, all right. Like, it's just the
0: same. Cool. Let's nothing's, go. Nothing's
1: changed. It's just the same, and uh, that's what we're hitting. And I don't think LSS's last ban list or in suspension list is going to help much. We see Fi in news. Fi is still dominating out there with this ban list and stuff. Oh, and Fi, so,
0: Fi is still going to hit hard. Like,
1: and it's just like cool. Like, like the the minnowism wasn't was literally only there to prevent Icelander, and now you nerfed Icelander, so Fi doesn't even need that anymore. You know, and just
0: yeah. What what are you doing? So good job, you uh, you hamstrung both Icelander and Oldham,
1: and Vi is still like, man, eh, we're still at the top. Too. I don't really care that much, which is fine. And he's gonna get, go get more ninja support this next set. So people are of course like also just like upset at that, while losing other heroes too. Like it's a very interesting dilemma of like, the Prism players don't want to move to Dubai. They want to have their heralds. You know, right? Exactly. The the um, chain players, no more Shadow Room Bummer. And you know? don't
0: necessarily want to move to viscerai or Briar. Like, no,
1: like they don't feel right. You know, yeah, they're exactly. more, there's more occasion of having a dead hand or the mechanic isn't as fun. And I think you just get that from having so many mechanically different heroes that it just, you vibe with one mechanic and you just like go forward with it. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then when that mechanic is gone,
1: you're just kind of like, I can't, play what am I this supposed to do now? Fun
0: mechanic that I had. So it's
1: just an interesting thing. Like I, I really am, am, am curious to see like the continuation of, of LSS and flesh and blood as a whole. However, like you will experience fatigue in this game. Uh, listener, <laughs> but like, it's a hundred percent going to happen. Prepare gonna, for it. You're going to get fatigued at some point. Uh, and we're nine months in, yeah, thereabouts. 10 months in. Something like that. And, like, that, we're hitting that fatigue. And maybe, like, again, like, maybe this is, like, the great time for me to be, like, yep, I'm just going to be sticking to commoner for a while until I can kind of get excited again. And that could be it, you know? And so that's it. That's, that's
0: honestly pretty much where I am, too. Yeah. Um, I was I was starting to kind of come back a little bit because I've, I've been breaking since, what, like, November ish yeah. for the most part, like every once in a while I'd, I'd show up to something, but, um, but I was really saying, you know, I was starting to get back. I knew it was starting to think about strategy and all that kind of stuff, really gearing back up. And this, this freaking suspended list comes down like right as I finished tweaking my old MCC deck to be where I wanted to. And now I have to rebuild the stupid flipping thing again. Um, and that just, that just took the wind out of my sails. So I'm, so at this point I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm, I'm tinkering with some commoner stuff. And that's pretty much where I am right now. Yeah, that's probably where I'm going to be, frankly, until Outsiders drops. Yeah,
1: I mean, Outsiders is going to be awesome. So, what do you expect from the podcast? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, you this, wouldn't be sitting around complaining. Yeah, that episode. I mean, this episode almost kind of felt like a <laughs> but. honestly, like, uh, we're going to continuously talk about LSS and like the things that are going out there and what we're experiencing in the game, and and be casual about it. Like, we're part of a couple leagues and mm-hmm. and uh, and doing online games and. And it's good. And, again, it's the commoner format, which mm-hmm. is good. But uh, at the same time, like, commoner, like, after you play every single hero, like, maybe I should have saved a couple of heroes I don't play or try to, like, right, play in exactly. Arachne or something like that. But who knows? Who knows? Who does know? Who knows? But this podcast is going to keep going. Uh, yeah,
0: we're we're not going anywhere, guys. Uh, our our complaints and our, uh, our own little period of fatigue yeah. uh, will not affect the delivery of hot, fresh content to your face holes yeah every week
1: and if you if you don't like what we're doing if we're too bummed out just let us know we're okay Please being do. told that we're a bummer we can we can do a, we could actually do a break on the podcast and just talk about hockey for an hour, if that's what you want to listen to.
0: No, probably not. That's <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. Just kidding. Right? I Unless we it. get a lot of demand for it. If but, we do, but our, our probably, audience is pretty small, man. I don't, I, I don't I'm know probably. if, you know, the people are going to show up and demand. We discuss. You know hockey. If they made
1: if out, if they announced right after outsiders, one more here and just a guy with a hockey stick. I'm in
0: Gretzky, King of the ice.
1: That would be a, that would no. I like it I liked it for a second but then you said ice and it's like just give me a different thing you know I guess hockey would have to be an ice hero
0: well I mean you're talking about ice hockey dang it that
1: sucks see that sucks ice heroes (laughs) gosh dang it you just banned everything (laughs) I can't play hypothermia with my hockey player I'm out of here what the heck (laughs) hey it's only until Icelander hits LL
0: (laughs) that's only gonna take like Another year, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. no problem. No problem. Piece no problem. of cake.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, with that, we have another recurring segment besides complaining. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do, we do complain sometimes, but we do even more than that.
1: Lessons learn something.
0: Learned. Yeah, lessons learned. Lessons learned, everybody. Um,
1: so, um, what is your lessons learned this week, Greg?
0: That's a really good question, actually, Matt. I didn't really think about this before we got here so i'm you've caught me flat-footed
1: oh man i have those
0: and we've learned something here too. <laughs> my lesson learned is that matt has flat feet um no <laughs> um all right so here's here's the lesson um it's fun to play with decks right like yeah. it's 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 fun to you know tweak a concept to try something new out um, but sometimes there's a reason that decks are built a certain way. Um, I've I've been you know trying out a couple of new commoner things, um, and I've I've been running Dromi here recently. Mm-hmm. And Dromai is pretty solid and commoner, um, but I built the deck a little weird. I wanted to rely to try to rely a little bit less on tiny dragons and a little bit more on you know sort of a wider strategy. Yeah. Um, and I built a deck. It's pretty neat. I liked it. Had a couple of interesting things in there, um, and you know I start playing with it and everything. Do a little refining, um, but ultimately, like, I really need the tiny dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've learned that I really need tiny dragons. So it's back to, you know, just running standard Dromai now. So it's, you know, it's more Rake the Embers and Billowing Mirages and less, you know, Scar for Scars and Frontline Scouts, which is a shame. It's an absolute shame. But the lesson ultimately is, you know, sometimes decks are built a certain way for a reason and you really shouldn't reinvent the wheel if you don't have a better idea for a wheel.
1: Yes, until tools provide it to be re-oriented. until you
0: figure out how to make a better wheel, yeah, yeah. at which point you hundred percent do it, please, yeah. we've been using wheels for like ten thousand years now there's got to be a better design out there, yeah, anyway like it. that's 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 it. listen it's 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 really not it's not that good
1: i, I honestly think it is Because like Jeremiah Jermai, is a very specific hero, and so it definitely need like the only thing that makes it scary is the dragons, to be honest, you know so
0: yeah i've I've, I've learned that yeah. Yeah,
1: dragons are scary. But also freaking like your matchups, like
0: <laughs> Dude, for some reason I've been playing nothing but like guardians oh, of it's with this so stupid rough. thing.
1: Yeah, the dragons will help in that circumstance. So you were trying to solve that and it still didn't work out. So Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's literally what
0: I was trying to work around the phantasm thing, and Nope. Not in commoner. Oh man, that's like Maybe in Blitz. Maybe. Maybe in Blitz. Maybe.
1: But there's a lot in there too. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. And there's actually good dragons in Blitz too.
1: There is good dragons blitz. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I like dragons. Dra- good. Dragons are cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you, Matt? What uh what words of pearly wisdom do you have for us today? Um,
1: not every mm, well <laughs> not every hero class is like meant for you. Like again, oh the yeah, mechanics, yeah, yeah. Um I understand Guardian enough. It just when you're a guardian player and it's and like I understand like the appeal and like why it's good. But like, you you go and test drive that deck or that car, and you're just like,
0: I hate this.
1: This is not. This is a Chevy, and I'm a Ford guy. You know, like (laughs) it's like that. You know, like it's it's like that. You're just kind of like, this is not what I am looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that's that's my lesson. It's just like find what you're looking for and what's fun to you. So for me, it's it's I I, it's illusionist right now. It's it's and. It's uh, it's you know being having fun with like weird things with Levi. Like Talishar Levy has a lot of fun.
0: Ta- Talachr Levi, I
1: freaking took so much blood debt the other day. I, I got, believe that. I took like twenty, like three damage. Ooh, like I died, like I from myself. Ouch! Against a stalling Oldham. Ouch! Yeah, it was rough. That hurts, man. But the fact that I could get that high was pretty cool.
0: Right, like that's. I'm impressed, like genuinely. Yeah. But back to the lesson, um, really, really good lesson. And it's it's kind of like, this is sort of like a secondary point on that. Yeah. It's important to know that even like within classes or class classes that kind of are adjacent to one another, you may find yourself really liking one and really hating all the others. Like I, I enjoy playing Guardians. I hate playing Brutes. And you would think just to look at it that they're, you know, that they're broadly yeah. similar. You know, big hit, one or one thing, a turn basically, and then, you know, Arsenal pass or whatever. But the classes play so, actually, so differently from one another. I vibe with Guardian like really hard. Like it works for me. And Brute does not at all work for me. Hmm. So just because you may look at something and think, I don't know if this is for me. Don't be afraid to jump in and try it because you may be surprised.
1: I like that. Yeah, I like that. It, it's it's true. Like I like Brute, and I don't really like Guardian. So. Right. So there you go. I mean, I guess like one Brute though. <laughs> I I like Ko too.
0: Like Ko's KO too. fine. Yeah, yeah. Ko's I fine. Like
1: KZ, but I'm not a huge Reinhardt guy. Not a big of the fan. No,
0: I I wasn't a big Reinhardt guy. I tried Levia for a little bit, like after the Chain Ban, because stick with the Shadow thing. Yeah. Uh, but didn't really care for Levia either. And then yeah. Ko, I don't really care. I, I I don't like Brute.
1: Levia is very solitary. Like you're just playing.
0: Oh, Levia a hundred percent is her own creature doing her own thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you think in a different way, and I think that's what I like about it is like yeah. resource management.
0: Yeah. It makes sure that you get your discards right and that you're yeah. not taking your blood debt and yeah. all that stuff. So it's like I a hundred percent get it, man.
1: Yeah, it's good, but it's just I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no lesson learned. Very good. What is your lesson learned? Yeah, guys, really.
0: Nobody engages with us. Get on in the F-Map.
1: comments. Get in the comments, send us a tweet. Get in the comments. A, uh, say, I love hockey. This is my favorite team. B, tell us that we're complaining too much. And C,
0: what's your lesson this week? What's
1: your lesson? What's your lesson? What would you learn? Yeah. Those are the three things we want to see in the comments there. Uh, as always, uh, if you want more bottom tier content, you can follow us on other social media platforms and YouTube. We keep promising we're going to do stuff on the YouTube channel, so we're not going to promise you anything anymore.
0: <laughs> no promises. Uh, but we, we, there, will try. we do have
1: videos that are going to be coming out soon.
0: We've we've got a couple of things in the can. We're kind of yep. trying to rework our process a little bit to kind of yeah. batch things instead of trying to do something like fresh each week and like video wise. Yeah. And get it out then. So mm. hopefully we'll have some content rolling out here shortly. Um, but keep your eyes peeled on it because it's going to be some pretty solid stuff, I think. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's sure. It's going to be bottom tier level. It's going to be great. Hot,
0: fresh, and not that impressive, uh,
1: <laughs> but with that, guys, uh, we appreciate you. We uh, love all the support and the co- continuous growth that we're having, and just it means a lot to us that that people out there are listening, and we just love to hear from you as well. We want to we want to be able to receive the listening. So
0: exactly, we it, it, this is not just you know two guys talking in a room, even though it a hundred percent is two guys talking in the in a, you know in a room to a each other, a very dark room, a very dark, terrifying yeah. room full of bats and. Yeah, and yeah, Negative energy. Um, that was actually a pretty good bat sound. Um, but we want you guys to engage with us, too, and we want to engage with you guys. So, questions, comments, anything that you have, please let us know. Yeah. Uh, if we get enough stuff, we'll start a new little segment. Call it cool. Community Corner or something. Ooh, yeah. 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 We'll take questions on air and all that jazz. You can call in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Two days before the podcast drops. Call it the bottom tier dump truck
0: bottom tier top line
1: (laughs) anyways guys uh, again my name is Matt
0: and I am Greg thank you so much for joining us here on the bottom tier we hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your week and we will see all next time
1: toodles